0: Welcome to the Soul Stories podcast series with michelle Ann, where ordinary people share their extraordinary stories. Grab a cuppa and join me in a heart-filling journey of self-discovery, where my guests will share how they overcame adversity, embraced their spirituality, and allowed their true light to shine. Looking for inspiration, guidance, and tips to find your true passion and purpose? You are definitely in the right spot. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Soul Stories podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Ann, and we are up to episode number 33. Very good number for you, Christian. And we have a a beautiful guest. His name is Christian Trujillo. Oh, he has an accent. He probably says it much nicer. He's a South American, um, amazing man that i met uh, a couple of months ago now. And I love to tell the story of how I meet my guests because it really gives people a feel. It's not for me. It's not so much what people do. For me, it's how they make me feel, and I like to, to address that at the start of each podcast as to how that person made me feel when I met them so the listeners can get a bit of an idea about why I'm interested to talk to you, Christian. So when I met Christian, he just blew my mind with his energy. He is this man who's he clearly done a lot of work on himself. You can feel it oozing out. Oh, I'm talking about you, Christian, and I'm looking at you oozing from the essence of your soul is the words I would describe for Christian. He has this energy about him that uh, he just makes you feel really, really comfortable and he really holds a beautiful masculine space. This is the biggest thing I've found with you, Christian, when I met you, even before I knew what you did, was that you really held a strong masculine container for women um, to feel safe and feel secure and to allow women to be able to be themselves. And that's what I noticed when I have met you straight away and that you were really open and really, um, you, I could just tell you'd done a lot of work on yourself. I could tell it straight away. You're very uh, authentic and genuine and um There's so many words, I can't even put what they are, but I'll let you talk to Christian then. You can get the, you'll get the feel pretty much straight away. So uh, Christian, I met Christian through uh, a lady I've already interviewed, actually, Michelle Freeman on our podcast here. You can go back and listen to that interview and her story, how she met you was pretty cool. And now you're working together in business, doing amazing things. Uh, When I met Christian, I found out he was a breathwork instructor and he was so like spiritual. This is a deep spiritual feeling when I speak to you. So when I actually heard his story about how he got into breath work and healing, et cetera, et cetera, I was blown away because I actually experienced one of your uh, breath work uh, classes not long after I met you and had the most ridiculous, crazy experience of my life where I went off into all different sorts of dimensions. And then I find out afterwards that Christian hasn't even been doing this very long, like the actual breathwork side of things. And I couldn't believe it because if you'd asked me, I would have said that you had been doing it for like 50 years or something, maybe not that long because you're not that old, but, you know, like forever. Like it's something you've been doing for lifetimes, clearly. But when I went and saw you, you actually hadn't been practising it in this lifetime for many, for very long, which actually I couldn't believe it because I had the most profound experience of my life when I did that session with you. cracks open your heart basically and lets it all pour out so um, I'm going to hand it over to Christian because I want to hear, Christian, your story as to how you got into doing the breathwork and the spiritual healing, because I know you've come from a very different background in um, corporate. I know you've done a bit of videography, but how did you go from that world into what you're doing now. So maybe we'll talk about what you're doing now. So give us a, a summary, which is not my bumbled words, about what you do, and to the listeners, and then we can delve into how you got there from where you were back in the corporate world.
1: Well thank you Michelle. Thank you for having me here. It's a big pleasure to have this conversation with you. You know, as you said, we met at a few events and, you know, uh, having this opportunity to to be here and, and share a bit more about my story and, you know share a bit of uh, insights of life as well it's, it's just a privilege to to share i love sharing and you know i love your energy and what you are doing with your sister as well so being part of this is just a privilege for me so first of all thank you for that and hello everyone who is <laughs> listening out there um, what do i do well i i offer mindfulness coaching to people and business mentoring that's in a nutshell so Uh, mindfulness coaching, and business mentoring. And I offer a few modalities, you know, breath work. I'm a yoga teacher as well. I'm a Reiki healer, certified coach. And I've done a whole lot of different... I have studied a wide variety of modalities, you know, for the last 15, 20 years. I guess what brought me to this point is that everything I do today is something I study I did for myself Mm -hmm. so today when I offer what I offer is just basically me being me offering practices that I studied for myself Mm -hmm. I think that's the difference because these days you know many practitioners they seek a career and they go and study something they graduate and they go and offer it for me it was the opposite it's a lifetime of you know interest first of all in, in mindset you know, how the brain works, how the mind works. So, a lot of studies, seminars, retreats for myself. So, I could improve the quality of my life. I was so fascinated with how the minds work. And then, at one point, I moved into spirituality when, you know, I started attending energy retreats. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, all these spiritual retreats, and I started doing my own practice, you know, and that's how I became a yoga teacher. And a Reiki healer and a breathwork facilitator, you know. It's so like I have been I have been practicing breathwork for about seven years, I think, and I have studied with winghoff you know, with with other, you know, um, with, with with probably with probably three different schools, you know, Winghoff Spirit Spirit Breathwork uh, as well. But it's just a combination of things. Um, today, I just it's easy for me, you know, to hold a space or to run an event and apply all these different modalities that just they just come naturally to me and it's because it's what i've done for myself
0: makes sense
1: i did the coaching many years ago about yes seven years ago i became a certified coach just because i wanted to do it and i was mentoring students you know from business students as well when i was running my video production agency um yeah so i guess my whole life i have been interested in been doing
0: it yeah you've been doing it for yourself which is what i felt you know yeah, what i mean
1: so like I, they- today i just embody it yeah, and yeah. since i was a child i was always fascinated in observing people and analyzing people and calling a space you know for my parents i guess when you are yeah yeah. One. yeah and then you develop some interest in oh how why people feel the way they feel why yeah. people act the way they act yeah know? So I have read, I don't know, 100 books in things my whole life. And today, I just, you know, I share. And it's like, it took me all this time because forever, every time I went to a ready healer, every time I was doing some work on myself with one of my mentors, they would say to me, Christian, you are one of us. You should join us. And I said, sorry, I'm not ready. I'm, I'm not ready yet. Yeah. And I had only one mentor, and she was the one telling me, Christian, you need you're not ready yet. And she was pushing me back, you know. Mm-hmm. And then only, you know, last year I felt ready. And that's why I hold back into offering these services. So slowly it took me about three or four years to transition from corporate to to what I do now, which is, which is the breath work. The yoga, the mindfulness coaching, the still I offer business mentoring because I have the background and I study business as well, but yes. it's just a combination of everything I've done for myself. I run businesses, you know, I'm an engineer, you know, uh, I did computer science, and in. business management for six years. So I've done a few things that today allow me to understand people, I think.
0: You're a man of many talents, Christian. You've got it all under your belt, but and that's why people feel the way they do around you because you've you've done the work on yourself. You've lived it, you've breathed it, you've embodied it your whole life and probably other lifetimes. So now, when you run a a course or a workshop or a session, because you've embodied it, it, it just naturally flows onto those people, and people are having profound experiences in your sessions. The ones that I've been to, I've seen, I've experienced it myself. But I can see your, you've got your Yandina um, breathwork session on a Sunday morning. I know you did that in the hall because so I've been and experienced that. And every time I look on Facebook, it seems to be doubling and tripling and quadrupling in numbers because I think the word's getting out there that this Christian man's got a little bit of a, a uh, um, talent when it comes to holding space and particularly your breathwork. So which with, with your different modalities that you're doing at the moment, is it like your children? Do you have a favourite one? Like which modality... Do you prefer over others or is it a mix?
1: I guess breathwork is a very powerful modality. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's very powerful. It's very transformational. You know, Uh, I love breathwork for that reason. I think that you can really create a space for people to connect with themselves Mm -hmm. deep into their hearts. And the way I approach it is a bit different than most practitioners, though. I mean, for me, breathwork is about let's fill up your cup with love you know yes and that's the difference because yeah breathwork can allow many things you know you can have experiences when you connect with higher levels of consciousness out there Mm -hmm. but i Mm -hmm. think that before we go out there we have to fix what is in here so i think my approach to the work i do is before we try and go and connect there Mm -hmm. let's solve what is in here first so Mm -hmm. first we will reconnect with our hearts you know reconnect with with ourselves and then go and fix all the problems around us you know with your parents with your brothers Mm -hmm. with your sisters with your neighbor and then let's go and see what is out there so breathwork is powerful and you can do many things so at the same time you know the higher the power the higher the risks you know the Mm. higher the power as well the higher the responsibility so Mm-hmm. You are always working on the line. It's, it's a very risky practice. And that's something that I tell at all my events. So you've got to be very mindful who you practice with and all the all the all the measures that have been taken to keep you safe. You know, safety yeah. is first for this. Because the higher, the higher the power, the higher the risk. And you know, the higher the power, the higher the responsibility. So yeah. So
0: it's a very, very powerful practice. Yeah. And it is very powerful. It's probably one of the most powerful things I've done is breath work because I did mention it does to me take you into, as you said, the higher consciousness. Or I would say like it feels like it's another dimension. Like you literally, uh, when you're right in the thick of it, is for me anyway. I left, I literally left my body and I felt like I just was love. That uh there was one particular workshop that you ran up in Nambour and I came out and I I had Like I saw all the people I'd met along my life, some of them famous, some of them, my mentors, some of them, my coaches, some of the people I didn't get along with or that I had fights with or whatever, but butted heads with, which not many because I don't fight with many people, but they popped up in this, in this dimension. And then I like surrounded them with love and I realized that we're all here together and it just brought me to tears. I was crying like uncontrollably because I realized that we are love, we love. We are all one and that was another thing I came out of after your session was the feeling of oneness that whilst I was in that session, there was no separation. There was no divide. We were one. Our enemies, our mentors, our guides, our the people we put up on a pedestal, we are all on the one level because we're all one person and that was really powerful. And you can just do that by a particular breathing style blows my mind. Absolutely. How does it work? I mean, like, do we need to go into how it works or do we just have to trust
1: Well, I mean, every experience is unique. And I think that this is very important because when you Mm. have an expectation to the experience, then you define your experience and then you are seeking something that you haven't experienced yet. Yes. It's like, I'm looking for this, which I haven't experienced yet, but I already already defined it. So that's how we limit reality. The moment we define it, we remove every other possibility. So Mm. for breathwork to work, we have to surrender to the breath and allow Mm the breath to do its work Mm. so this message is for people that go into with expectations people that go with fear or even people who are healers and they do energy work and they go there they breathe and then they're still doing their work it's like no just breathe Mm. just let the breath do its work so then you can go and transcend into the different bodies that you have because otherwise if you go with an expectation you're there you're waiting for it or you are Mm. so Aware of it, you know, it's like what Tony Robbins says just swap your expectation for appreciation and then just go there, you know, and breathe. Breathe, um, that's
0: it. Breathe. They always say that in the sessions, just breathe, like just breathe, breathe. breathe. And they're bring, all different.
1: Just bring your awareness back to the breath and just stay with the breath.
0: It does happen when you surrender because I went to one. I had that profound experience. And then the next morning, that's just how it landed. I ended up in another session of yours. So I had this huge experience the night before, the afternoon before. I was absolutely exhausted because I'd cried so much. And the next morning at like 7 o'clock in some freezing cold hall, it was minus 20 degrees, (laughs) I was lying there and I was exhausted. So I just lay there and I trusted what you said. You said, trust yourself, whatever your body needs, it needs and I was expecting some big profound experience and all of a sudden my body just needed to sleep so I was breathing and then I fell asleep and instead of fighting it I just went this is what I need and then right at the end just before we finished I had another like out of nowhere came out of left field when I'd surrendered another experience was very different to the one before but another experience because I surrendered so I'm really glad you brought that up around the expectation because we all do it as humans don't we I
1: mean that's that's the way we should live life. So Whatever. it's not just, so everything that, happened in a, everything that happens in a breath session, you know, mm-hmm. is a reflection of your own life. Mm-hmm. You are there uh, and you are in your mind and you can't, it's, it's, that's what happens. If you're mm-hmm. there and you're feeling annoying, well, that's where you go to when you are presented with challenges in life. Mm-hmm. So surrendering and just accepting the experience you know, it's, it's, it was removed the friction of life. Mm-hmm. You know, when we are, you know, when, when we have friction, when we don't accept things that they are, especially the things we cannot change, you know, mm-hmm. like your government or everything else, the, the laws, for example, the, the more we resist, the more friction creates and, and we cannot, you know, receive what is there for us. So breathwork mm-hmm. is the same, exactly the same.
0: Mm, I love that with the friction, like when you push against something, it pushes back against like it's a friction. And then when you surrender, there's nothing for that to push against. I've heard that analogy and I love that. So when I have feelings come up in my body that I don't like, instead of fighting against them, I usually my sister and I have a little funny saying we, we invite them in for a cup of tea. Come in, come in anger, come in frustration, come in jealousy, come and have a cup of tea. And all of a sudden the anger and the frustration, the jealousy's got nowhere to fight. They're just like, oh, she wants a cup of tea. Okay. And then it just dissipates. I love it. it sounds and so that's, simple. That's
1: isn't? beautiful because that's that's the balance between the masculine and the feminine energies, right?
0: Mm. So
1: the feminine want to feel, right? Yes. The so feminine feels sad, upset, frustrated. Mm-hmm. And then the masculine tells the feminine, no, you shouldn't feel that way. You're strong. So you shouldn't have feelings. So that's the denial of the feminine. So it's very important that when that happened, what you just explained, that's the feminine wanna feel, the masculine Mm -hmm. said, okay, that's okay. I step aside, and I hold space for myself. So it's about learning how to use our masculine energy to hold space for our own feminine so the feminine can express. And knowing that it's okay. It is okay to feel. We have been conditioned not to feel you know men mm-hmm. and women so feeling is not good but for women sometimes they have been told you feel too much so yes. then you must say okay, i shouldn't feel too much oh okay so I, that's the, the the suppression of the feminine but it's about mm-hmm. allowing the feminine to feel and express because mm-hmm. if we don't express then it gets suppressed and it goes into our body and then we close our hearts and then we disconnect mm-hmm. from the head and the heart, and we start operating from here. It's so very important to allow to allow the feelings and know and, and to know that it's okay. It is okay. All all feelings are okay, even anger. The problem is not being angry. The problem is what we do when we are angry, mm. the things we say when we are sad or angry. But the feeling is okay. So we we have condemned the feelings. Yeah. I think that we live in a society that, that, yeah, that's here. You know, so it's very important to acknowledge the feelings and let those feelings come through. Yeah. so that's how then, we create healthy relationships, you know, especially in relationships. You know, I want a man who holds space for me, but if we don't know how to hold space for ourselves, mm-hmm. or if we men don't know how to express feelings... How do we want someone else to express feelings to us? So it's about that. So then the energy flows both
0: sides. And I think it's important that we also need to remember and allow our partners, if we're in male-female partnerships, or even if you're not, there's usually a masculine essence and a feminine essence, even if you've got two females or two males. But if you're in a male and a female partnership or the essence of the male, you have to let the male be In their masculine, which might mean physicality and some anger coming up, or some—that's what males. That's the essence of a male, and the and the female's essence is, as you said, feeling and flowing, which might come out as chaotic and wild and crazy. And so the man has to learn to accept that the woman is being in her full feminine, which might be wild and chaotic and untamed a little bit. And then if we we have to accept that our males are male in their masculine, and that they want to be a male and they want to, you know use their body and be physical and maybe fight and do what men do in a, in a safe way. So I think that's a really important thing.
1: Absolutely. I think it's very important that we stop competing.
2: Yes, um, yes.
1: Men and women have been competing for a long time and we compete in the workplace, we compete mm-hmm. in our relationships, you know. So mm-hmm. we just to stop competing and acknowledge, you know, our natural energies, you know. Mm-hmm. So why do we have to compete? There's no one stronger than the other. we just have different different gifts, you know mm-hmm. So masculine energy, you know lead, take decisions, mm-hmm. you know get get things done. It's like it's not you don't have to compete to the men to who gets more things done or who who makes the best decisions, right? Yeah, it's like the same and then you have the feminine energies loving, nurturing, caring, flow, fun, all the fun stuff is feminine, mm-hmm. you know? So that's the balance, you know, but we are competing, you know, who is more important. And that's the ego coming through. And the ego is masculine, it's here, you know? That's the lower you. mind. The higher mind is here where yeah. all the insights come through. And that's the, the, the female power that has been suppressed. You know, it's like when we talk about breath work quickly, we have five, five bodies, right? We have the physical body, which is what you mm-hmm. can touch. You have the energy body, which is where the chakras are, where the prana flows. So, prana is the vital energy, and we consume a lot of prana through the breath. Mm -hmm. So, when we practice breath work, we are energizing our energy body, right? And that affects the physical body and the upcoming body. So, you have the physical body, the energy body, and you have the lower mind. The lower mind is where the ego lives. All Mm -hmm. my memories, you know my imagination all of that's there and it's here that's your lower mind that i i associated here and i associated with with masculine energy and then you have the higher mind the higher minds are your insights Mm
0: -hmm. you
1: know your intuition and that's here and that's your feminine in your heart i'm
0: saying heart and head because i can't see you sorry yes
1: Yes. sorry the heart here (laughs) and then and then you have bliss so those are the five bodies so when you do breath work you can you start breathing. You can stay in your body. You might be like feeling your body, yes, uh, yeah. Uncomfortable or the energy. You can go into your lower mind when you are knowing your body, but you're thinking about your problems. This is annoying or the memories, which is the lower mind. Mm-hmm. Or you can transcend the lower mind and go into the higher mind, mm-hmm. right? And that's when you get the insights. What happened to you? That's when you are mm-hmm. in your heart and you mm-hmm. feel oh, reconnect with your heart, with your feminine. And then mm-hmm. it flows. And then, if you keep breathing and you have a deeper experience, you might get into the bliss body. And then just experience pure bliss. And some people laugh; they just cry out of pure bliss. You mm-hmm. know. So, breathwork allows you to connect with your feminine. So, if, you know, you 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 your show goes to a lot of women out there. So, and you know, your feminine power is is your power, feminine, your intuition. You know. Um, you don't have to compete with men, you know, because we're different. You have all the powers that are more powerful than what we do, right? I wish, you know, I had the intuition that women have, you know, but through the breath, through practicing breathwork, you go into your heart and in your heart is where your feminine power lives. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's, it's very important to remember that.
0: Yeah, and I keep getting drawn back to my heart, which I think is 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 me, my intuition telling me I need to be more in my feminine So going back to the heart space, obviously when we do cacao, drops us into the heart. A lot of the work, the energy work I do is all around heart space and feeling people, and that keeps pulling me back into my feminine because I have a tendency, and I think a lot of women do, to step into their masculine, to be in their head and and compete, like trying to prove yourself when you don't really need to. And it is harder out there, like when you're... um, you know, I'm a single single mom, so sometimes I have to be both, and I've got to be in my masculine to hold a house and to
2: Absolutely. earn money.
0: But also, when you're in your feminine power, you're in flow, so things happen easily, easier for you. For me, I, I notice, for me, when I'm in my feminine, I'm in flow. What about for you when you're when you hold your masculine? Do you notice your life?
1: Yeah, look, that's a very important point. I'm just going to tap into what you just said. Because you're right, we don't have to compete, right? Mm. Um, now, we both need we both need both energies. So, yes. you know, you as a female, of course you need your masculine. Otherwise, you wouldn't get anything done. You would be like all day like, oh, no, la, la la, love is beautiful. And you don't get things done. Of course, you need to tap into it when you need it and then go back to your feminine. Mm-hmm. Then you tap into it, I need to get this done. Tap into my masculine. And then I go back to my, to my default, right? For me, it's the same. You know, I know I have a very strong feminine energy, right? That I can tap into it when I need to hold space and be nurturing and caring and loving. But then I go back to my masculine. So I keep leading and creating things and getting things done. And, you know, I'm a creator. And, you know, I know when I am in one or the other, when I'm in my pure masculine, I know, I, like, I feel it. It's this strength that comes from within that is like, I, it's unstoppable energy. It's like, I just can't do anything. And it's, it's a very, yeah, I feel the strength in it. And it's just re really me. But then when I'm in my feminine as well, I can feel it. I'm in my heart, and was soft, and, and I use that a lot to hold space as well. You know, you, you move between your masculine and your feminine. And of mm-hmm. course, you know, it took me a long time to be here. And I'm not perfect either, you know. And this is something that is good to mention because I'm also struggling. I also have problems. I also, I all, well, I all, I have fears and triggers, but I can observe them and know when. Oh, I was too much in my masculine. There, I needed my feminine, and I didn't tap into it. So awareness so- is the first step for everyone out there. You know, be aware. Are you in your masculine? Are you in your feminine? If you're having a lot of stress in your life right now. Or mm-hmm. are you anxious? That's because you might be too much in your masculine, right? If you feel a little bit lethargic, like you can't move in the morning, or you're too slow, maybe you are too much in your feminine, and you need a bit more masculine so you can get up and go and do the things you need to do. I know? love
2: that.
3: That's but a
1: great line. If you line. feel like overwhelmed, like, or stressed, like oh stress, like ah oh, ah the kids is you need a bit more flow. And that exactly. flows feminine.
2: Yeah. I'm so just
1: with, 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 with grace, you know? The feminine energy move beautiful with grace. You can, I... in the storm, you can just be there and have fun. You know, it's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, ah, oh, I, I definitely can feel the difference. And I've just read a book called um, *Intimate Communion* by David Deed. I don't know if you've heard of it. It was such a powerful book. And he described again, like exactly how you said, the masculine is the go-getter, the hard. And he said, like even in the like in like in the bedroom, you think about it. I uh, just this blew my mind. The male sexually is goes hard, erect, hard, ready, pointy, boom, ready to go. Female softens. So, it makes sense like physically as well as emotionally and mentally why male and females are the way they are. So, he was describing as a, a, a male masculine energy is like being in New York. So, busy, tall, hard skyscrapers, bang, bang, do, do, do. And the feminine being in Hawaii. So, the flow, the flowers, the yeah. sweet nectar, the water, the warmth, all that. And I just, I, 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 that book, I just couldn't put it down. I just gave me so many aha moments because it, it just the way he explained it, I knew a lot of this stuff. And the way you just explained it was really well put too about I didn't even think about that. Like if you're lethargic and not getting anywhere, you're probably more too in your feminine. And if you're like stressed and anxious, which is probably me, was where I get more. So, um, yeah, I'm too much in my masculine. I'm doing too much doing. So how do we find the sweet spot, Christian? That's the question. But
1: it's very important because you are a man in New York. And you're busy getting things done. It doesn't mean that you will not enjoy going to Hawaii for a few exactly. days and then come back. Exactly. And then for women as well. So I'm not saying you women have to stay in Hawaii and men have to stay mm-hmm. in New York. No, that's your default. And then you move into the you tap, you go for a holidays in Hawaii and then you come back. You go. For I love a, it. You know, and you are you know for women the same. You are in Hawaii enjoying, and suddenly you go to New York to do a few things and then you come back. Because you cannot stay. If I stay in New York my whole life, you know, I, I, I become disconnected. And so you are in Hawaii all the time. you just there. You, you know, it's like you never meet. Now, how do you find the balance? Find the what? Sorry? You asked me a question. How do oh, the balance. Find the balance. Well. Move.
2: Between?
1: Is deep now. This is when we start yeah, I love deep. deep Let's, Let's go deep. That's good, Well, you were born balanced. Mm-hmm. We all were born balanced. Right? Mm-hmm. And something happened to you in your you, And you were like, <gasps> okay. Or maybe with your first boyfriend. Or maybe at your first marriage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or maybe you saw your dad, your dad told you something. And mm-hmm. then all the things that happened to us starting condition us. I'm going to speak for women here because I know that's your, your major audience. Yes. You know, you are in your feminine, you know, you're in the heart, you meet someone, it breaks your heart. You close a little bit more. So then you stop trusting in your own heart and your own feelings because you get hurt. Right? Mm. Or as you grow up, you saw your dad controlling your mom with money,
2: mm-hmm.
1: independence. So you're like, I will not be the same. I will be totally independent. I would never let a man control my life with money. So I'll be self sufficient. So, for mm-hmm. that, you need more masculine. So, you got to be more like a man. And then we start developing these patterns that made us who we are. So, we need to go back and heal the past. And comes with awareness that when we will practice mindfulness, you know, you meditate. or so you go back and you do, line, you know, timeline therapy to go back there. Mm-hmm. to be aware of how we created the person we have created today we are the results of all our choices since we became aware that we had a choice and we start choosing to be independent i am independent that's my identity i'm independent i don't need a man okay so then you have to become a bit of a man because we need both energies to function otherwise you can't function So if you want to allow someone to help you provide or provide security for you, Mm -hmm. you will have to credit yourself. And for you to create that, you need masculine energy. And then because that's heavy work and it's not your default, you start doing that. And in that process, you disconnect disconnected from your feminine. And then you stop feeling. Mm -hmm. So it's reversing the process of going back to say, okay, these are all the decisions we have made in our lives. I'm independent, I'm strong, I'm not weak. So all those things that are an illusion, you know, it's like, you know, being in your heart is your is your, I mean, the greatest strength in humanity is being in your heart. And women have that by default. We men, we have to work on it to reconnect with it, but that's your default. Mm. We men are here. We need to go and hunts and keep the tribe safe. And you are at home nurturing the babies. I'm talking about, you know, thousands of years ago. Mm. Loving, creating cook, being creative, making food, making things look nice. We're not. We are like, boom, direction. But now everything is being mixed up. So we need to recognize first where we are and which are the decisions that made us be the way we are. When did you decide to be independent? When did you decide that no man would provide for you? When did you decide that, you know, you would never cry for a man or that all men are this way and you you don't need them, right? Mm. So it's about that and then acknowledging, you know, I think that we live in a society these days that is lacking respect for each other. We need to, and, and there are some reasons for it. And I understand, of course, you know, you know, we live in this patriarchal society that it was you know built by men for men. I'm talking about history here back in time. Yes. So now women have to they're rising and they have risen already and you have to you know create this role in society, but we need to do it with the right energy. you know mm-hmm. if female leaders that are living with a feminine energy, they're unstoppable. You know, I always say this to my friends, you know, if, if I have an argument with a female that if she's in her feminine, there's no way I'm going to win. I love You lost. You've lost. I can't. Because my default is to hold space. If you are a healthy masculine, you, you will hold space. You cannot leave. You cannot leave a, f- a woman when she's in her feminine in an argument. But, but if I'm having an argument with a Woman who is in her masculine, whoever has a stronger masculine is going to win.
0: I've been there, Christian. Yeah. And
1: usually that's the man. <laughs> the man, the and girl. With... escalating. So if you are giving me masculine energy, yeah, I have two options. You know, I will give you a masculine energy back. And if you keep me more, I will increase my masculine energy. A masculine energy will fight. I want to fight with you. Mm-hmm. Then it can get very bad. Or The masculine who is more healthy will leave and will leave the argument. Right? So if we're fighting, it should give me masculine energy, masculine energy back. Okay, this is not going the right way. The men leave. Mm. But during your feminine, I will never leave you. Okay. you You need me, right? I'll be there, I'll hold space for you. Um and so they, the moral
0: of the story is just to, like, if you're going to have a fight, just drop into your feminine. But I do want to touch on the wounded masculine and feminine too because that's fine if you've got a masculine that's done the work and is is a balanced masculine. But if can you talk a little bit around the, what you were going to say something then, so talk about that. But I, I do want to move on to the wounding and how that can work in with it as well.
1: Well, I, I guess a, a balanced masculine is a man who is in touch with his feminine. Yeah,
0: exactly. I love that.
1: Uh, and, and that's all. Yeah. Um, we live in a society where men are not in touch with their family, with their feelings. And it starts with parenting. You know, I guess I was interviewed for this podcast and I was asked, how do we, what, what will you say to mothers who want to bring children to this world and raise them more in touch with their hearts? Mm-hmm. I said, For that, we need moms that are in touch with their hearts. Mm -hmm. With children, we see the world through our parents' eyes. I think I'm in touch with my feminine because my mom, she was pure feminine energy. Still masculine when she needed to, but she was this pure, unconditional love Mm person. You know, she's still like that. So so the, the female energy is unconditional love. Right. Yes. A few of yeah, yeah. And I grew up with that. My mom gave me a conditional love it's until today, you know, mm-hmm. oh, right? no matter. So that loving, caring, nurturing love. That made me see the world, the world through those eyes. My dad was super masculine and he was still a bit in touch with his feminine as well. I saw him cry growing up and still, you know. Um, But I think that. Um. It's, it's hard for men. Yeah, I agree. Because we men, we have not been told how to cry. We have not been told how to be in touch with our feelings. Most men out there, they want to feel, they want to nurture. They don't know how because they have not been told how to. You know, you cannot do something you never experienced in your life. You know, it's like, how many times parents, are, I mean, it's like, I had experience because I was told by my parents how to feel and that's okay to feel. But most men out there, you know, most men want to be emotional. They can't. They want to cry, but they don't know how it's like, oh, it's painful. So and that's the role of of parenting. So I guess my comment here is it, it goes for parents, you know, we can raise a new generation of men and women more in touch with their hearts mm-hmm. but we have to do the work on ourselves so then we can raise our children
0: mm-hmm. yeah i absolutely love that that's that's spot on and to me the ultimate with life is if like you've said if you can drop into your heart and live from your heart then to me, that's where, where the sweet spot is and that's when life becomes easier.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Give me one second, sir. Yep.
2: And then, sorry about that. And then it's about likes attracts likes. So
1: a woman in her masculine... It's yeah. very attractive to a man in his unhealthy masculine. So, a woman who is not in touch with her feminine is very attractive to a man who is not in touch with his feminine. Then mm-hmm. it's just masculine energy. That's why it's just masculine energy. We just live a very here relationship.
2: Mm-hmm. And there's a
1: lot of passion, sex is great, but there are no cuddles at the end. Yeah. Because that's feminine. Yeah. You know? but you also
0: need the polarity as well which I loved in that book that I read was talking about the polarity between that's what causes the chemistry and the, the sexual that's, chemistry absolutely. between male and female and I think what's happening in this world now is that there's there's too many females in them in their masculine and they're then they' um what's that word Dem- emasculating their men so they're trying to be in their masculine and they're pushing their men into their feminine and so then you get this wishwash of no polarity which means no sexual chemistry which means people just living as friends and end up bloody having affairs or doing or living a boring life so it's all if this stuff needs to get out there because men need to learn that it's okay to be in their masculine and the women need to learn that it's okay to be in their feminine so that we can have the polarity to give the chemistry it sounds so simple doesn't it
1: absolutely sounds so simple but again i think that the pattern when you say oh all men are like this all men are like that all women are like that yeah it's like no all the men you are attracting into your life have certain characteristics because you have certain characteristics that are attracted to men and for the same reason you are also attracted to men that way right so it's about start with us and with women as well. For men saying, oh, women are like that. No, it's just because you are that way, you attract women that way. So we attract people depending on where we are. You know? Yes. So it's about looking inside. And again, it's like, it feels like I'm having a go here. i woman. And it's not like that. It's like, it is hard. I mean, you know, there are a lot of pain out there mm. that needs to be healed for women and men. And I think that um there are reasons for what there are reasons why you know women are in their masculine because they need to protect themselves mm-hmm. you know and trust again and you lose trust yeah and that's okay you need it so you can regain reconstruct your life but then it's a point when we need to start going out again and that's the process of going back into your heart and that's why we run these events you know it's like okay if you are ready to go back into your heart to start, filling up your cup with love, acceptance, forgiveness, you know, gratitude, mm-hmm. Now's why we do this work to mm-hmm. bring men and women into the heart again because we were born that way. So basically, I always say, look, we are here at this events only to remember who we are. This is who you are. So we are just remembering. So it's yeah. very important that we, we, we realize that, that we are remembering. Um, yeah. Because things happen to us and then we lose direction and then we feel lost.
0: Mm. You know? So basically if we, from all that I can take, is if I do my healing on myself and you do your healing and the other person does their healing, then collectively we come together as united, healed from the heart. And the relationships improve and their lives improve and then our children improve. So we're changing the world one heart at a time, basically.
1: That's how you change the world, one mm. for yourself.
0: Mm, it's so cool
1: that's why we do what we do Trying to change the world and do all these great things you know it's like no just work on yourself Mm. go back to your heart love yourself more you know we all could do with some more self-love myself included
2: Mm. love
1: yourself more if i love myself more i'll you know do better things and i'll be less mean to people and i'll you know, I'll be more aware and I will do better things for the world. Mm. So I think the key is to love ourselves more. And, and, and we stop loving ourselves for many reasons. that, But things have happened to us, mm. right? So it's about loving ourselves, trusting in ourselves, accepting reality the way it is, accepting the past, accepting the present. You know, the first step is acceptance. Yes. accept me and also accept things that I might not accept about me the shadows yeah, accept everything and then from there, that's the first step to change you, if you want to be somewhere else first of all, accept that you're there stop Mm. resisting, friction Mm.
0: yeah, so true and just being nicer to other people, like it doesn't take any energy to actually smile and be nice to people, which I know you're really good at. I've seen it time and time again. There's no judgment. You just take people for who they are, mm. which I love to watch. You deal like you are a people person. You make everyone feel special. You make everyone feel loved. And it doesn't matter who would come to you that could be a homeless person on the street or a millionaire. You treat them the same way. Mm. And that's to me living from the heart. Like that's you loving and accepting yourself from your heart, so you don't feel threatened by people. You don't because you love yourself. You don't feel threatened and have to act out and treat people like shit because you don't feel good enough. Because I've noticed a lot of people in the world are acting out and being horrible people because deep down they're not okay. Would you agree with that? Yeah,
1: hundred percent. So you know, it's like is there is a lot of work behind that
0: mm. for me. You know, I know, and it wasn't I want like
1: to. Right? Yeah,
0: that's what I want to delve into. Like, what's? How did you get like the Christian that we know now? Like this beautiful, heart centered, ma- male that you know knows he's feminine, and knows how to hold space for women. Like, how did you get there?
1: Well, I, there are many things. I, if I go very early in life, I guess when I was very little, one year old, two year old, my parents have difficulties. Yes. And I spent a lot of time with my mom, with with my mom by ourselves, and mm-hmm. also a lot of time with my dad by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I got to understand why someone suffers at a very early age. Right. And I learned at a very early age that with a smile,
0: ah.
1: hear someone suffering.
0: Wow, that's really cool. You're uh, like Tony Robbins. You're like Tony Robbins. That's a compliment. Okay. <laughs> learned um, very early. He's a similar story, doesn't he? The very yes. early he realises.
1: Yeah, but it's no comparison with his. His story was horrible. No, I know.
0: I'm just being silly because I know we're by yeah. Tony Robbins yeah, yeah, fans. Yeah, I know
1: his story and it's, it's a beautiful story.
0: So you've learned beautiful. early on that you can heal, you can end someone suffering with a smile, basically.
1: Yes, I learned that, that a smile could is the pain in people so mm-hmm. I learned how to smile a lot just to make people feel good? Um, uh, I love that, and we smile from the heart with a genuine intention of sharing. I think that that is contagious and people can feel that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I guess I developed awareness from a very early age, you know. Yeah, so then growing up, what happened was that. My dad made me feel like I was very special.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Super special that I was better than all the other kids around. Yes, I spent a lot of time with my dad and his friends. So I was always surrounded by old people. And then with my mom, I would spend time with mom as well. I mean, they were together, you know, but Mm -hmm. my mom was a teacher and she was at school. So I would go to school and I would surround myself with teachers and with academic people so I was always surrounded with with older people. And then with my dad, I would go with his mates and we, I would be around them and having a good time. But my dad made me feel like I was kind of a super kid. So I wouldn't go and hang out with my friends. and would hang out with him. Yes. You know, so that was his strategy. So I grew up believing that. And by the age of 14, 15, I realized that I was an idiot, that, I realized that I I only cared about me. Yeah. and It was like, wow. Massive insight around 14 year old realizing that it was all about me. And I didn't care about anyone else that I thought was like super whatever. So that was the starting point of, that was the first time I saw my ego. So Mm -hmm. I have this massive ego. I think I'm And I'm no one, I'm no one. I'm like, everyone else is better than me. It's like, who do I think I am? So then I went from being like the less popular kid at school, in high school, to be the most popular guy in university.
0: Oh, I love that. That was a big
1: change. Of course, I went all the way to the other side and it was a people pleaser and it was like, you know, and life changed mass radically. And then from there, it's just finding the balance now, you know, of how to just be me uh, and just being that center without caring what people think about who I am and doing it for, because it's the right thing to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, because that's the extreme is the people pleasing.
1: Yeah, and then that's the work I've done. So since then I started doing work on myself since Mm -hmm. I was 15, you know, I, I bought my first book around that time emotional intelligence wow daniel goleman i think i bought it when i was like 17 that was my first book wow Um, and i still have it with me it's in spanish so that was my (laughs) first book and then i started reading a book about psychology and all these things so yeah and that's and and i always knew i wasn't ready so only last year after all this time I, i thought i'm ready i kind of manage my ego enough to know mm-hmm. that if I do this work it's for people not for myself to make me seem, mm. feel good mm. I still feel good of course you know yeah of you course your that's heart, but it's not my main I don't need it yeah. to make me feel important on on any, any way yes you know
0: yes that's awesome and how did you end up in Australia from Chile
1: long story I was working in corporate back in Chile um at the age of 24. 25, I was headhunted by one of the largest businesses that imports all the cars in Chile. They had at the time wow. 5,000 employees. And I became the head of the audit department of the whole company. Wow. I was 24, 25. My colleagues, my peers were 55. The people I had to tell how to do their work, they were in their 50s. Mm. And above me, was only the general manager of the whole company, of the biggest company in Chile. And I thought, this is it. I was super competitive. And I thought, this is not what I dream of, what life would be for me. You know, I'm 24, 25, and it's like, the game is finished.
2: <laughs> I've got and it I didn't
1: all. I have the people's skills to deal with people, you know. So I quit my job and I decided to study. So my plan was to go to China to do a master's degree in technology. Mm -hmm. I was going to book a scholarship and because I didn't speak English, um, I came to Australia with a four month student visa to learn basic English Uh and then go back to Chile, study for a year and then go to China the year after to do this master's degree in technology. I came here to learn English and I loved it. And I decided to stay for one year for an extra year, and then just... Me <laughs> so, yeah. The rest is history. Yes, I came here, and after working in corporate, I couldn't speak the language, and I, I put all my money into studies when I wanted to stay, so I extended my English course for a year. I enrolled myself in, the, in an advanced diploma in business management for two more years, so I got three years of visa, and I had to work because I had no money, so I was, I was cleaning toilets wow. uh, for seven from seven pm until or six forty-five until eight forty-five at night, and delivering milk at two in the morning. So I would do the milk run at two in the morning, finish at nine with the trolley, you know, in the track around North Sydney, and then I would go to school, study, and then go to clean toilets, sleep in Hyde Park for an hour sleep two hours at night before starting again.
0: Wow. Just to make it happen.
1: So I did that for eight months until wow. I
0: could speak the language. And then you could speak the language. And now look at you go. Well, wow.
1: That was my start in, in Australia.
0: That's amazing. I bloody will love that. So good. I love these stories where people come from nothing and they build themselves up and get through all their adversities, and I know we're still working on your stuff and I'm still working on my stuff, but you've got through challenges to get here. You weren't just handed it to yourself on a plate. You had to to work and get through it and learn who you were as a person and and you're going back and forth to Chile. I know you love to travel a lot. I saw you back home recently and then you're back in Sydney and, yeah, you got the travel bug. You love to move around.
1: Yeah, there's a lot to do around and I like to move. Connecting with people, you know. Yes.
0: To, to move. Yes. So Christian's a beautiful networker. He knows lots and lots of people. Um, so how if people want to follow you at home? Where's the best way they can follow you or connect with you?
1: Well, you can find me on Facebook, Jandina uh, yes. um, Yoga and Breathwork. Yep. Uh, that's our Facebook page. Or you can find me on Instagram as well as Jandina Yoga.
0: Yes, and what's the main thing you're doing at the moment? So you've got your Yandina yoga, Yandina yoga and breathwork. Are you doing coaching at the moment? I feel like you need to be coaching men how to...
1: Yeah, I I, I offer mindfulness coaching. I have a couple of coaches and I also offer uh, business mentoring as well. Yes. I'm running weekly breathwork sessions in Yandina every Sunday. I'm running yep. an online breathwork session every Friday. So I have people from what? everywhere across Australia. Last week we had someone from Spain joining us. Wow. Um, so that's every Friday at 6:30 pm Queensland time for an hour. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm running events, you know. I just finished one in the Sunshine Coast. I'm doing one in Sydney on Saturday. I'm doing one in Bali, running a breathwork event in Bali in November. Um so a few things happening, retreats, we have a men's retreat on the 26th of November, just for men, full day, wow. so if you know anyone out there who, if you know any men out there who might need to be, yeah. in touch with their hearts, please
0: And whereabouts is that one? That's in the Sunshine Coast. Sunshine Coast. Okay. I'll keep my little feelers out for that. So, yeah, Christian does so many beautiful things. But, I mean, every time we end up together, we always end up talking the best about the masculine and feminine. It's never planned, but it just always happens that way. So I feel like definitely you've always been drawn down that path because you're just that really beautiful example of being in your masculine and but still connecting with us females, you know, in a beautiful way. You don't get that very often that you have, I feel you do have the sweet spot, that balance. So congratulations for everything work that you've progress.
1: done. I just want to say I know, you I know. The work I know. progress, I made mistakes, lots of mistakes every day. And the more work you're doing yourself, the more you see your fears, your triggers, um, your ego. If you are not yeah. seeing your ego every day, if you are not yeah. seeing your triggers every day, it's because you haven't done enough work. oh good i'm still working people just want to say that it's like the more work you do the more you see your fears the more you see your ego playing and all of these things i see it every day i speak for my Mm -hmm. ego a lot and I'm just trying to keep her advantage right yeah
0: in check all right i've got some deep questions for you before we finish up some woo-woo questions i'd love to hear your opinion uh because of your background in healing and and everything so my first question is what is the soul in your terms
2: that's who you are
1: Mm. is that part of you that never dies that transcends Mm. that was always there and will always be there and i will take different body shapes but that's part of you that has mm. your dharma, your purpose. For you being yeah. here.
0: Beautiful. And what happens when you die? That's my second question.
1: You never die. Oh, yes. here. You know, you get, you, you get rid of your bag of skin and meat, but then mm-hmm. you get a new one. You know, start your soul and then you consume the earth and the food you eat becomes your body and then your body because you have a body you don't you have a mind and a body mm-hmm. disintegrates and go back to the earth to become the nutrients for the food of the new generation mm-hmm. then you eat the food from the earth and then you grow from a little baby to a big grown owl and then
0: yeah do you believe you ever this isn't on my list of questions but do you believe that you ever get to a point where you ascend or get to the the source so to say
1: Well, we can, and yoga gives you a step-by-step process on how to get there. You will. Yoga gives you a step-by-step. Oh, yoga.
0: I thought you said you were going to. You can do that through yoga. I
1: can share with you. It's just an eight-step process. Just eight steps. You you can get it in this lifetime. Please. So you have to have your, first of all, there are some principles that you have to follow to be in eternity with everything else around you everything around in you in so alignment yamas mm. then you have to follow certain principles to be in integrity with yourself mm-hmm. then you have to practice the asana practice which is the yoga right yes then from there you practice breath work or pranayama mm-hmm. for the energy body you know so asana is for the physical body breath work is for the energy body and then you practice something called pratyahara, which is removing of the senses, which means that your senses don't control you anymore. By like the food you eat, the smells, you know, you're not controlled by what you see. You remove the control of the senses and then you practice concentration and then you practice meditation. And if you practice meditation enough, you achieve samadhi, which is enlightenment.
0: Enlightenment, that's the
1: word. And then if you get enlightenment, you're still here. You keep practicing and then you go, you break the cycle Mm -hmm. and you go to Atma or to everything that is there. Do you think,
0: does your physical body, do you think if you ever hit that point, your physical body would just disintegrate? How do you reckon it would work? I think that's what I always wonder. Like if you're at that point of enlightenment, has it happened where someone is, Meditated to the point where they're just off this reality. They just their physical body doesn't exist anymore. That would be cool. That's going deep. I
1: have no idea how
0: that works. <laughs> so deep. I just had that thought then. I was like, because the physical is, is such. It's a dense vibration. So if you were that high vibration that you were pretty much enlightenment or ascended, to me, the, your whole physical body would just just disappear.
1: What I do know is that.
0: That's my what, last question. What do you know, for level sure? of
1: oh. Awakening. Look, it's interesting because I never speak about this stuff. I don't like to talk about these things because people get caught up into this and they don't go and do the real work.
3: Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Know? But what I do know is that when you achieve certain level of awakening, you start losing interest for your body.
2: Oh, okay. you
1: are so high vibration that you don't care about your body anymore. So you stop eating, you stop. Yeah, people lose it. You you lose touch with your body because you con- you really awaken and connect with something else. Yeah. So you such a high vibration that then you don't sleep. So there are some monks that practice, they meditate until they die. And they just you can see them, you know. That's it. Yeah, that's so the, answer you, to the You question. stop eating, you stop being hungry. You 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 so then you boil, the body starts integrating. Mm. So that's what happened. To the point you you die you die. Mm-hmm. Some some monks would say, "I want to die on Christmas Day," and they plan their death and they meditate <gasps> to die in that day. And they do it in that way. They can't. They know when they want to die because they are so disconnected. So they don't care about the body anymore. So they stop eating. They stop doing all these things.
0: Wow!
1: I don't recommend it to anyone. Watching no,
0: it. no, not recommended, <laughs> but possible. <laughs> yeah but before you, do you die that,
1: go and give your mom a hug and your dad a hug and yes. you know yeah, solve do all do your some 3d work. problems we have all these problems here you know yeah we want to be out there but we still live in this world and you need yes. a body look after your body because love happiness and joy are human experiences we experience yes. happiness here
0: love happiness and joy are human experiences. Yes. That is beautiful. For that, you need a body. You, you do, do need a body. body. And it's fun. It's fun to be in your body, Christian. Come on. We have yes, plenty of I'm saying. Body.
1: You need a body. So you cannot touch people if you didn't have a body.
0: It's exactly. A body. So let's just stick here. I don't think we're at the uh, meditate till you die point. I don't think any of our listeners will be doing that or trying that yeah. out. And if you do, don't sue me and Christian. Well, you won't be here to sue us. so It won't matter. It's all good. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. That was a really deep conversation, which I loved. And um, one of my favourite things is to just get deep with people and find out how they tick and what their thoughts are and how they Um, process the world around them and particularly I love to deal with people that I um, aspire to or that inspire me which is you when I met you fully inspired me hence me wanting to speak to you so I really appreciate it and yeah make sure you go and follow Christian Um, and if you're up at the Sunshine Coast definitely attend one of his workshops um, or the Andina breathwork on a Sunday morning bring your bring your winter woolies if you go in winter
1: (laughs) that was good That that was warm it's very warm is it
0: Yeah, that's good. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. If you have enjoyed this podcast and want to know more, I personally invite you to dip your toes into our business. My sister and I have created an amazing bundle that allows you to taste test what we both have to offer. Get in close proximity, feel the magic for yourself and see what our extended family tribe love about Those Two Sisters. To get all the Taste Tester deets, head over to www.thosetwosisters.com forward slash taste tester. See you there.